Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. The biggest games of the football season are coming and Bet Rivers is introducing new parlay features just in time for the playoff push. For your next bet, try a new multi-game parlay and combine bets across games to make your perfect combo. Combine player props, game bets, and even different same-game parlays into one multi-game parlay. Make your parlay today at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to place your bet. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into your Wednesday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Very excited for Christmas. I don't know if anybody celebrates, but if you do, I hope you're excited as well. I need a little bit of joy right now. I need a break uh, from all of the craziness. And frankly, all of the cancellations, all of the COVID, it's a mess. Even number 10, USC basketball, the one bright spot I said this week, hey, they have a game. Nope. Uh, They had to pause all team activities due to several confirmed positive cases. All team activities just canceled. And it's too bad because USC is on a hot streak. They're 12-0. It was their final road trip of the non-conference season. And they had to cancel that one. That was a Tuesday game versus Oklahoma State. No go. So... I think it's just a sign. We all just need to take a break, take a beat, uh, and especially with our betting, maybe scale back, you know, how much you're betting or specifically what games you're betting because it's tough out there right now. Uh, But a little bit of holiday cheer, a little did you know. uh, If you wanted to buy everything in the 12 days of Christmas, everything, which is a lot of birds, by the way, it would cost you 
$34,559.65. So what I'm saying is let's win some bets so we can buy some birds, right? In today's show, first Tuesday night football, we'll recap it. Seahawks at the Rams. Another win for the Rams. That is good news for them, at least as it pertains to the playoff picture and all things moving forward, really. And we'll look ahead to their game uh, versus the Vikings really quickly. We'll mostly look at that one on Friday's show. Plus, we're going to check in on Chargers at Texans going on on Sunday. And then, of course, NBA action to look at. Clippers at Kings on Wednesday night and the Lakers at the Spurs Thursday night. We'll, re we'll talk about their games they had on Monday and Tuesday as well. But first things first, we'll always check out the Los Angeles lines available at Bet River Sportsbook. So for the NFL, like I said, Sunday, uh, we have the Chargers, nine-point favorites now at the Texans, total sitting at 45.5. So we've seen some movement down from 10.5 in this, and that could be due to some COVID issues, things of that nature. Uh, but it did open around 10.5, now down to 9, and the total 45 and a half now down from 47 and a half. So pretty big moves there. And frankly, we'll talk about it in just a moment. Uh, Rams at Vikings also going on, not seeing a number for this one just yet. Uh, but I would imagine with them being on short week, uh, the consensus lines have this where the Rams are about a three point favorite kind of across the board total sitting at 49. So I would expect it to open around or open on bet rivers around that number. So something to keep your eye on. Uh, interesting, the Rams are only three-point favorites, but they are on the road, uh, and we can't discount that. The Rams are plus 125 right now to win the NFC West. I believe that was closer to 2-1. to one. It was plus 175 or so before the Seahawks game, before they won that game. And now they're plus 125, and the Cardinals are minus 134 to win the NFC West. As for college football, UCLA is in a bowl game on Tuesday. You know we're going to talk about that next week. Uh, they are playing NC State. And last I checked, one and a half point dogs to NC State. Total around 40, 59 and a half, excuse me, again for the Holiday Bowl on December 28th. And then NBA lines, like I said, Clippers in action on Wednesday. They're a six-point favorite at the Kings, yes, on the road. And then the Lakers at the Spurs will also be going on. You can find all of these odds and more at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. So let's start with this Rams game here. Seahawks, Rams. This closed with Rams as seven-point favorites, actually. It was kind of moving around uh, throughout the week. We saw four at one point, down to five, up to six, seven, whatever. It closed at seven. Usually it was about six and a half most of the week. 46 was the total. I wanted to go in on an under here. I actually went on a VEASAN show on Tuesday before the game called Rush Hour. It's hosted by Danny Burke, who you may know also is a CityCast host. He hosts the Chicago CityCast, also sponsored by Bet Rivers. It's a great listen. Uh, and I was on Danny's Rush Hour show for VEASAN, uh, which is also based out of Chicago. And he asked me about this game, and I said, man... It makes me just a little nervous. It's a little not quite where I'd like it to be to bet the under. And then lo and behold, 30 points are scored. And the numbers were there to support that. So I really kind of wish I had taken that bet because, like I said, Rams won this one 20 to 10. They cover uh, pretty much every single line in there. Yes, some could say there was a questionable call there at the end. Okay, well, whatever. Take it in stride, kind of like Pete Carroll did after and has said, they should have won it a lot of other ways, and that's that's true. But when we take a look at this under, I mean, Seattle was fifth in total points allowed, and the Rams were 15th. 
The Rams defense being what it is. Seattle, that was actually a part that was working decently for them, besides in the passing game, really, which is, of course, the Rams' bread and butter. So I wanted to hit this under, and I didn't. So, you know, sometimes you regret not making a bet, but more often than not, I think I have more regrets of bets I have made. So it's okay. It's okay that we passed on this one. Uh, this is kind of a, a really good... I don't want to say feel good win, but like a a really good shot to the arm for this Rams team because this was a win despite placing what 29 players on the reserve COVID-19 list over the past 10 days. They played Tuesday night without three starters and still beat a division rival. And what does it all mean? Now they're tied for first in the NFC West after the Cardinals lost to the Lions. Still can't say it without laughing. And yes, the Cardinals own the tiebreaker, but I don't know. This this just got interesting. This just got interesting. Uh, meanwhile, the poor Seahawks are five and nine, assured basically at this point of, of their first losing season since 2011. They asked Pete Carroll about it after the game. They said, "What's left to play for in the final three games?" I feel very bad for beat reporters. They have to, you know, they have to ask questions. They have to get content. You have to ask him that. And Pete Carroll said, "We're playing for each other." which I thought was very in the spirit of the holidays. You know, it made me feel warm inside, even though I feel very bad for the way the Seahawks have looked this season and for Seahawks fans at this point. But Rams fans must be feeling great because the Rams are cranking. They're all back. Let's talk about the Rams defense this game. They held Seattle to 80 net rushing yards and 134 net passing yards. And Jalen Ramsey, back with the vengeance, already back in wreaking havoc. What else do you expect from this guy? Uh, DK Metcalf at the half only had two receptions and 11 yards. He did finish with six receptions for 52 yards, but Jalen Ramsey was giving him heck all day. And um, it's tough because I feel like there was a couple spots, obviously, where Russell Wilson just kind of did not put the ball where it needed to be for him. And, you know, that's just how the cookie crumbled that day for him. And this Rams defense... Definitely made the Seahawks offense crumble. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and Leonard Floyd all got a sack. It was actually a sack fest because on the other side, there was also three sacks just by Carlos Dunlap alone. Uh, four total, I believe, on Matt Stafford. I think this is one of the games where he's gotten kind of the most roughed up. So eh, not something we love to see. But all in all, this Rams defense, phew, killer. This is what we want to see. Just attacking from all sides, all fronts, and making it impossible for other offenses to get going. And... Lo and behold, they only scored 10 points. Uh, Rams offense on the other side. Matt Stafford passed for 21 of 29 for 244 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And he is now the fastest quarterback to reach 50,000 passing yards. He did that in 182 games. Now, very impressive. There is a part of me that's a little bit like, well, that's all he does. Is like, and I get it because he was stuck on the Lions for a long time. So, I mean, I would too if I came to the Rams. So no shame in the game. But I am like, well, yeah, like that's what we've known about this guy. He's got a cannon for an arm. He can throw it a country mile. So, yeah, like incredible. But it, it is made even more impressive by the fact that he was on the Lions, right? Like this is just his first year on the Rams and he's already at 50,000 passing yards. So good on him. We'd love to see it from Matt Stafford. I think that this trade has really worked out for the Rams so far, don't you think? Uh, Cooper Cup, meanwhile, his number one guy, uh, caught two touchdown passes from Stafford just in the second half alone. He had three total touchdowns. One of those was rushing. And now 
Cup is on pace to break Calvin Johnson's receiving yards record in a, season, a single season. So this is just good news for the Rams all around. Sony Michelle rushed for 92 yards. And if you had a Sony Michelle prop, good on you. I was nervous to do that just because I saw uh, Daryl Henderson back in the mix and they just started kind of getting Sony going. But man, th that would have been a great prop to be on. I heard some people uh, in, in the industry or that I work with that were on a Sony Michelle prop. And man, that worked out for you. Now, as I mentioned, though, room for improvement always with this team. Here's a not-so-fun stat from this game for either team. Neither team reached the end zone in the first half. Okay? That's, you know, not great. Uh, the Rams scored only three points despite possessing the ball for 21 minutes and driving into Seattle's end four times. Now, there is a credit to the Seahawks defense here, but that is just not going to cut it for this Rams team. That's an area that they need to improve on is uh, creating situations where they have manageable downs, right? Uh, and where when they're in these crunch signs, in these red zones, that they actually get it done. So, like I said, Seahawks really got to Stafford as well. He was sacked four times, three times by Carlos Dunlap alone. So also an area where you'd like to see some improvement because we like to, you know, keep Matt Stafford since he's doing so well for us. I, as far as betting goes, had the Rams in a six-point teaser with the Vikings and that cash, so yay, because frankly, that Vikings-Bears game was miserable to watch, in my opinion. But they covered the half, and the Rams covered minus one in that six-point teaser. Again, quick refresher for new to teasers. Uh, you can just uh, basically, it's like buying points, but it's a parlay, so you combine... Uh, at least two teams, some people will go crazy and go, you know, 12 teams, whatever you're into. But you can do different kinds of teasers. The most common is a six-point teaser. So the Rams were seven-point favorites, but I get six points with them in this situation. So that teases it down to one point. They only have to cover minus one instead of minus seven. And then the Vikings were six-and-a-half-point favorites when I bet this. And so that got them down to half point, which means they just had to win the game. So that is what I went with. And honestly, just because, I mean, the Rams covered the full number. So you could have had that bet. And I think we talked about this on Monday. I said, it seems like a no-brainer to take Rams minus six-and-a-half. But as we saw at the end of that game there, there was a couple of things that went in that were almost luck-based, right? And of course, when you're Sports betting, luck has to come into play. But I'm really glad that I went with the direction I went. Things have been chaotic in all of sports, in all of sports betting right now. And betting sides has been really difficult. I mean, <laughs> I can't even get back into what happened on Sunday. There was too much just chaos. So uh, after all of that and the COVID messes, this is what I need. Just bankroll builder. Give me those six-point teasers. Uh, that's been my best bet so far this season. They've been my most profitable bet, profitable bets. So uh, I think three weeks in a row now of my six-point teasers hitting. And so those are just great ways to build your bankroll um, if you can hit them. And just, again, always trying to tease through those key numbers. So you want to get past three and past seven, ideally, or down past those numbers. So uh, next up, Rams. At the Vikings, like I said, I'm seeing the Rams around a three-point favorite in the market, total sitting at 49. So, you know, they're on the road. That makes me a little nervous. This Vikings team, to me, is a little unpredictable. They're inconsistent. Uh, we're going to have to look at the stats a little bit more closely to kind of pair these teams up side by side and see where there's weaknesses. And we will be doing that on Friday's pod to get us ready. Uh, again, betting really early on these games right now, you might get value, but 
are you? Because I had a bet on the Browns game last week and luckily it got moved. So it got refunded because a bunch of stuff broke out about COVID and all of these things. So for me, it's pretty much really close to game time when I know what's actually going on or even in game. Like that's just the way that I have to play this right now. As for the Chargers, also in action on Sunday. So uh, they're eight and six right now and they're traveling to uh, play the three and 11 Texans, which I thought was very charitable of them. Uh, the Chargers are not, watch me totally regret and walk this back and the Texans beat the Chargers just like the Lions beat the Cardinals. That would be hilarious and sad. So sad. I do not want to see that. The Chargers, nine point favorites here. Total sitting at 45 and a half. I mentioned this off the top. We've seen some movement here down from 10 and a half point favorites to nine and then total down from 47 and a half to 45 and a half. So telling me that, you know, there's been movement, in large part at least, to probably COVID issues, personnel, who's available, who's not. Uh, is important to note, too, the Chargers are currently the AFC's sixth seed. So, yay. That's something, you know? It's not where you'd like to be, but that's something. Let's talk COVID issues. I don't want to do it, but we got to do it. Three more Texans tested positive this week. That was Jacob Martin, Derek Rivers, and Malik Collins. So not expected for any of them to be in action. On the other side of the ball, the Chargers, they're getting Rashawn Slater back, who was on the list, but then they placed Joey Bosa on the list, along with Keeman Hall, Chris Rump, starting cornerback Tavon Campbell, former Texas kicker, or kick returner, excuse me, Andre Roberts, and starting center Corey Lindsley. So Lindsley, obviously a hit, and Joey Bosa, a really big hit on that COVID list. And then I believe I also saw Schefter reported that Chase Daniel, backup quarterback, also put on the COVID list. So this has been a mess. Now, I know that there was reports also that Austin Eckler was put on that list, but let me tell you that this was like the most confusing thing to track down. Was he, wasn't he? But it looks like that was not true and he's not on the COVID list. He's not listed there. So we should expect an Eckler as far as I'm concerned. But again, this is why you have to bet these games so last minute. Uh, something to note too with Bosa, he is unvaccinated. So if he tested positive, if that was the case, if that's why, if he's not just included because he was in contact with someone, he'll have to spend a minimum of 10 days away from the team. So that is just a different rule for the unvaccinated versus vaccinated players. So something to keep in mind with him. The Texans, hot off a win <laughs> versus the Jaguars, 30 to 16. They showed them uh, that team that just lost their head coach. Uh, but good on the Texans. That ended their three-game losing streak. Uh, you know that Terod Taylor's been out with an injury, so Davis Mills has been at the helm for them at quarterback. He'll probably start, obviously, versus the Chargers. And uh, I don't know if that's something that he's, you know, I wouldn't be stoked about that because Houston has the worst offense in the NFL. Uh, they're averaging almost 40 yards less than the next closest team, and that's just on a per-game basis. Uh, so it's looking very undery. I, I mean, what is this total at right now? 45 and a half down from 47 and a half. Yeah. I would even take under that and watch this just be an absolute garbage time game. So I'm not going to take that bet. I would lean under on this game, but I'm tempted to maybe, maybe it would take an in game on this. Honestly, uh, if it's just looking absolutely abysmal as I expect it to, um, they also average the second least amount of points in the game at 14.8. The only team that averages less is the Jaguars, which is, they just beat. So, yeah, how are they going to score? You know, 
I guess Joey Bosa's out. Is that really going to rock the Chargers' defense that much? Yes, they can still rush against them. Uh, but fortunately, not the worst rushing defense in the game for the Chargers. They're not. The Texans are. They have the worst run defense in the NFL now. They allow 145 yards on the ground per game. And defensively, they rank 28th, and they allow an average of 378.4 yards per game. So... Even if the Chargers' run defense was porous, the Texans is going to be that much more porous. Look to Eckler for this game for sure, as long as he's actually in. Because the Chargers are averaging 289, almost 290 yards per game through the air. And on the ground, Eckler, been incredible. Nearly 1,350 total yards and 17 total touchdowns for him, 10 of which were rushing. And like I said, as far as I can see, has not been placed on the COVID list. Keep an eye out because it's been a little confusing, of course. It's been chaos, but uh, expecting him to go and expecting him to be going against this terrible, terrible Texans rush defense. So you can bet the rushing props really on both sides will be interesting. I wouldn't hate, you know, betting on one of the Texans players rushing props. Why not? The Chargers are 29th in rushing yards allowed. Only the Jets, Steelers, and Texans are behind them. So, you know, take a flyer on it. Why not? Like I said, I'd lean to the under for this game. You know, and I just said that I was so upset that I didn't take that Ram Seahawks under. And so is this going to be like that? But it's so hard to trust teams that are not good, Texans looking at you, to do anything uh, predictable. So, yeah, at this point, why not throw the Chargers in a teaser? You know, if they're down to nine, right? Nine and a half in some spots. If they're down to nine, you can get them down to three in a teaser. Then they only have to win, you know, by three, you know, over three. Three to push, I guess, but it's in a teaser. So you'd like them to win. And maybe you pair it up with like... <sighs> there wasn't a ton of options when I looked at this, to be honest. But what I was considering was Green Bay plays the Browns on Saturday. And Green Bay is seven-point favorites. I think, hands down, the Packers win this game. Uh, so you could tease them down to one. And uh, the Ravens at the Bengals, maybe... Ravens uh, plus two and a half, get them up to eight and a half. That gets you through the key number of seven. That's something. That's something. And the Ravens, again, not a bad team. Just like sometimes some questionable calls from their coach. So maybe some options there. Um, and definitely look at those rush props for sure. But uh, let's uh, wrap up the NFL talk and get into the NBA. So coming up. NBA Clippers at the Kings and Spurs at the Lakers. Spurs hot off a win against the Clippers actually earlier this week. We'll break it all down next on the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to BetRivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the BetRivers mobile app or go to BetRivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where BetRivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. You know, I was so ready to go to bat for the Clippers. I thought they were on the rise, and then they go and lose to the Spurs. And I don't really know what to make of that. And it starts to make me ask questions about the Spurs that I wasn't really prepared to ask or answer. Uh, and nevertheless, here we are. Uh, again, just like I talked about with the football, 
uh, and just probably you've heard it ad nauseum at this point in any betting content with all the COVID changes happening so quickly, frequently monitor injury reports, Twitter feeds to get the most up-to-date information. Uh, or just if we don't have the time for that, totally understandable. Like maybe don't bet that game then if you can't really pay attention to that before kickoff or bet it live because then you actually know who's in already, who's playing, who's not. Uh, so that's the best advice we can give at this point and no shame in just enjoying the holidays, you know, uh, if you're not, if you're not willing to make some bets with all this chaos, uh, as far as the Clippers go, they lost to the Spurs 116 to 92 on Monday reminder. They are 10 to one to win the Western conference and 22 to one to win it all. Paul George is back in. That was the big headline of this game. So you'd expect you'd expect this to have gone better for them frankly uh i know that uh tyloo talked about needing to acclimate to kind of having him back in the mix again but that's no excuse right your arguably best player you have available right now Kawhi, obviously not available is back that should spell a win for you guys now paul george did say that he felt good in his first game back after spraining a ligament in his shooting elbow actually but he has to see how it feels you know after you know, after he sees how it feels after the game, pretty much. Like, he definitely got some hits, some stingers during the Clippers' loss. Uh, he finished, though, with 25 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists. That was after missing 5 games, and that's the other thing, too. Like, oh, we have to adjust to getting back in the rhythm with him. Sure, maybe. It was 5 games. I mean, okay. Uh, when asked if his injury might, you know, force him to miss more games in the future or require more maintenance or rest from him or what have you, he said he wasn't sure. So just like the Lakers, just a lot of question marks every game, it feels like. And it's not just like secondary or tertiary players. It's like the stars every time. It's the Paul Georges, the LeBron James, the ADs. Like this is what we have to look for before every game. Who's actually playing? And it's tough because little side rant here. I just think there's too many NBA games in a season. I do. What, like who needs all of these? This is just to make more money. I don't, I mean, obviously. Uh, that's what we're all trying to do here, right? <laughs> to make some money. No, we're trying to have some fun. But yeah, it's uh, it's tough because it makes it really tough to handicap. With that said, uh, litany of injuries for the Clippers throughout the season, just like the Lakers, as I said. Kawhi Leonard, ACL, yet to play. Starting power forward, Marcus Morris Sr., health and safety protocols for him right now. That's not an injury, but out of the mix. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein is out. Reggie Jackson playing through a quad injury right now. Again, one of the key players for this Clippers team, really. So, real banged up. And frankly, the way that that COVID season was played in the bubble and all of that, and then having to do the season so quickly after, I know that the players complained about that as well. It's just, I think it's just really wearing on them. And it's wearing on all of us at this point, right? Like, we're, we're all really fatigued. We're all more burnt out than I think we realize in our lives. So... It's tough, you know, NBA players are people too. Uh, so we look ahead now, Wednesday, the Clippers at the Kings. The Clippers are six point favorites here on the road. Uh, they're 16 and 14 straight up right now, 13 and 18 ATS. Meanwhile, the Kings are 13 and 19 straight up, 14 and 18 ATS. So when we take a look at rest here, a two days rest for the Clippers. They just lost to the Thunder on Saturday and the Spurs on Monday. Now they're playing on Wednesday. And then two days rest for the Kings as well. They beat the Spurs on Sunday and lost to the Warriors on the road Monday, but really hung in there. 
frankly, like was not a terrible loss. Uh, and now they face the Clippers on the road. So that is kind of painting the picture, setting you guys up here. The, the star of the show for the Clippers is their defense. I say this every time we talk about this team. Fourth best defensive rating in the league behind the Suns, the Cavs, and the Warriors. They're fourth in points allowed per 100 possessions, so that's good. It normalizes, you know, down to pace of play, things of that nature, and tells you who's actually doing well. Fourth. They're fourth in points allowed per 100 possessions, and they're sixth in opponent points allowed. So, no surprise here, the under has hidden eight of their last 11 games. So, it is interesting. You'd think that the books would catch up a little faster now. It has been a little sporadic. There's been some overs uh, sprinkled in there, so there's been times. But that's typically when they play a team, uh, like, for example, the Jazz, I believe, was the last time that they hit an over that's really just an offensive powerhouse and kind of forces them to play at their pace, I'll say. Uh, so, And also, <laughs> from game to game, it's really hard to get normalized statistics when you have different players on the floor every on any given night, right? Because you you want there to be a big enough sample size for a team for you to understand what they're like, but at the same time, you're getting a different five guys on the floor sometimes um, and different rotations, and so that can be really hard to handicap as well. But under, nevertheless, has hit in eight of their last 11. Not predictive, but interesting, and it points to, and it is a, a shining example of how well this defense has been doing. Uh, the Kings offense on the other side, 25th in efficiency differential. So... Not great. There's 30 teams in the NBA, by the way, so they're 25th. Uh, 19th in points per 100 possessions. So, again, bottom 10 of the league here, bottom 11 teams in the league. Uh, so, not exactly an offensive juggernaut, necessarily. Clippers offense, not much to say there either. Much worse. 27th in points per 100 possessions. So, can't defend that. And ironically, I mean, the Lakers, just just around that same number, we'll get to that game in a second, to the Lakers game. But weird how they're both suffering from similar situations. Uh, lots of injuries, a little bit older stars, Lakers definitely more so, and struggling on the offensive side of things. Now, to be fair, each of them is set up. I mean, if the Clippers get Kawhi back, that changes everything for them on offense. You hope. We don't know what he's going to look like, but we, we hope he comes back healthy and looks great. Uh, but... The Lakers, too, like when you have a full, fully healthy LeBron or Anthony Davis or whatever, when you have that going, it's not even a question, right? But that's just not what the situation's been for I don't know how long. I don't know the last time we saw a fully healthy LeBron, AD at the same time, whatever, what have you. And I'm just not a big Paul George believer. I'm sorry. He's he's fine. I, I mean, he do, he's doing great for his team right now. I don't trust him in clutch moments. Does anyone? So, Paul George having to be the leader of this team, that's not it. They need Kawhi back in the mix, and that offensive you know, efficiency tells you right there. The Kings defense, fortunately, is 28th in points allowed per 100 possessions, so just about dead last. So, just because that defense is bad, you might think, oh, we'll, we'll look at an over. And perhaps, you know, if Paul George, first of all, plays, and second of all, goes off, has a great game, then sure. But... I would look at a possible underplay here. Again, probably an in-game situation for me. I feel like I get better numbers on both NFL and NBA totals pre-game. Beforehand, I feel like I get a better better in-game because once it starts going, it's really just locking in on how that pace of play is going and things like that. 
So it's hard to get a good total number. In my opinion, that's been my experience. So might be something I look at like right before the game on Wednesday. But yeah, I mean, this Clippers defense is going to do its thing. And though the Kings defense can't stay the same, the Clippers offense is terrible. So is this not an under? That looks like an under to me. Let's talk about the Lakers too. Uh, the Lakers played the Suns and they lost again. The last time these two teams played, the Lakers lost, I believe, by 10. I think it was 115 to 105. And this time they lose 108 to 90, which is made funnier by the fact that LeBron showed up with a cigar in his hand. Uh, but it was the Lakers who got smoked. Yeah, that dad joke is for free. You're welcome. So <laughs> at least you guys, I'm so tired. At least I make myself laugh. All right. When we look at this game, and by the way, Suns are 3-1 to one to win the Western Conference, 8-1 to one to win the title. That's where they're sitting right now. The Lakers are plus 450 to win the West, 10-1 to one to win the title. So a key part of this game, in case you missed it or didn't watch it or didn't know, Anthony Davis not on the floor. Knee injury, sidelining him for at least the next four to six weeks. And that's just a recheck up at that point. So sign it off is indefinitely for me right now because four to six weeks is the at least uh, huge blow for the Lakers, right? This team is built around these superstars. And it's weird because I say, I was going to say these two superstars just now, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but Russell Westbrook is on this team as well. And heaven forbid, he's also, he's also a UCLA Bruin. So, you know, I, I want to support but he's just so boomer bust and it's so hard to rely on him, it seems like. And at first, it seemed like earlier in the season when LeBron was missing some games with that rectus abdominis injury that he was going to step up and kind of fill that role. And that's why they brought him on, right? Uh, and, you know, it's not been the case. It's not been consistent. And so as much as I would love to count Westbrook in as like also the third guy this is built around and why it looks like, oh yeah, it's Lakers versus Nets, which by the way, Lakers Nets happening on Christmas coming up. Uh, we're going to have a crossover pod for that with the New York City cast, which is presented by Play Sugar House, which is affiliated with Bet Rivers, I believe. Uh, so Will Hill will be on. I think I'm going to have him stay on to talk football as well with me. But yes, he's going to come on for Friday's pod to talk about Nets and Lakers because that is coming up as well. But the Nets, right? They have their three superstars and Kyrie, apparently a part-time player now. We saw that and we're like, great, now the Lakers have their big three. And for me, I don't... It pains me to say, but I don't I don't think Westbrook is that that third important guy. It's Anthony Davis, it's LeBron James, and Anthony Davis is now out for a couple weeks. So this is just a huge, huge blow for them. He's second on the team in minutes played and points per game. He leads in rebounding and shot blocking. And now gone for what, 15 to 20 games? And potentially longer. We hope we hope just that long. And we hope obviously that he he heals up. Because we want to watch good basketball, you know? We don't want them to be hurt. Uh, not to mention for this game, too, five other players were in COVID protocol. Again, not necessarily as important to the line so much, but definitely a factor at this point. Nobody is immune, whether you're a professional athlete or not. LeBron James, he did what he could. He did what he could. This man has been in this league forever. <laughs> he did his best. 34 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, Westbrook, to his credit, 22 points. Ariza, nice to see him back in the mix, right? Second game back. Had 12 points as well. I believe it was just those three that had double-digit points for the Lakers. Meanwhile, seven Suns players scored in double digits. Devin Booker, of course, leading the pack with 24. And I believe Aiton had 19 as well. They're critical to that team as well. But that team has depth. 
right? Aiton and Booker were out and they were still winning games. And that's a, a sign of a really good team, right? So uh, this is just not going to cut it. You can't rely on LeBron James to play every position and, and run everything through him. So it's tough because their Lakers are, you know, we know they're better with LeBron James on the court, but what's he supposed to do? He, I mean, he's just one person. The Lakers are six and four ATS in their last 10 games. Now that was six and three before this game. They're 23rd in efficiency differential again, out of 30 teams. So they're in the bottom 10, as far as the NBA is concerned. Uh, and they also have the NBA's sixth worst offense. So we're talking about with the Clippers too. Like we got to get these offenses figured out. Where is the light at the end of the tunnel for this team? And I don't say that because they're very old and like that's I'm not. It's not an age joke. Let's just move on. LA has only one lineup without Anthony Davis that's logged more than 25 minutes this season. They've cycled through 16 different starting lineups in 31 games. This is all from an article in the uh, from the Ringer, uh, which was really nice to read. Not nice if you're a Lakers fan, but it was a lot of good information in it, so definitely check that out. Uh, the Lakers have outscored opponents by 5.1 points per 100 possessions when LeBron James has played without Anthony Davis this season. That was according to Cleaning the Glass. So he can succeed without him, but for how long? It's not sustainable, right? Meanwhile, they've been outscored. The Lakers have been outscored by 9.2 points per 100 possessions when neither LeBron or Anthony Davis is on the court. Of course, this the, it, I mean, this is AD and LeBron's team, and if they're not in the mix, this is not, I mean, who are the Lakers? Unfortunately, they are back in action on Thursday. Spurs at the Lakers. Lakers are 16-15 straight up and 12-19 ATS. The Spurs are 12-18 straight up, 17-13 ATS. So, two days rest for the Lakers. They lost to the Bulls on Sunday. Despite, again, another heroic effort by LeBron, I believe scored 21 points just in the second half. So doing his damnedest, doing his best, but still a loss. And then, of course, the Suns loss on Tuesday. So two days rest for them. Three days rest for the Spurs. They just beat the Clippers on Monday, 116-92, to as we talked about. This will be their fourth road game all inside a week. So fourth road game in seven days. And it looks like they're just kind of thriving under the pressure at this point. Maybe they have the holiday spirit. I already kind of talked about this when we talked about the Clippers, but I'm going to say it anyways. The Lakers offense, 27th in points per 100 possessions. You may remember the Clippers are 25th. Uh, the point just being, these are not good offenses. They're bottom of the barrel as it pertains to the NBA. And what team that has LeBron James on it, it is in the bottom offensively, you know? Uh, the Lakers defense at least is 12th in points allowed per 100 possessions, so a little more middle of the pack. But like, what? That's the best you have to look forward to is a terrible offense and a middle of the pack defense. Spurs defense on the other side, much worse. 24th in opponents points allowed. I think this is going to be a, a boat race in a lot of ways. It could be a really high scoring game. Uh, the Spurs offense is 15th in offensive rating and 18th in points per 100 possessions, which... We've also not, I mean, that sounds middle of the pack, but this Spurs team has been really feisty and really hard to predict in some ways. Like I said, like they've had some really good quality wins against good quality teams, but then also lost to really bad teams. And again, in the middle of the pack for a lot of things. So not really sure what to make of that, but all that to say, it's an in-game for me, if anything. I know, what a shock. But if I were to take something before the game, i look at an over. I would. I think this game could easily go over. And the Lakers, like I said in Monday's show, 
first in the league in pace of play as well. That is what they're trying to run. Check out who's playing. See what LeBron's doing because the man is averaging 37 minutes and 26 points, 6.6 rebounds, 6.8 assists per game, 50% shooting. He's doing it all. But for how long can that last? Spurs are inconsistent. Maybe an in-game, I'd like to see how many points I could get with them, honestly. I don't know if you're going to get a lot. The Lakers could look really terrible. And the Spurs are, are kind of doing well. They just beat the Clippers pretty pretty solidly. So I'm going to go Spurs. And I want to see how many points I can get with them. Maybe even, you know, I don't know. Can I get eight? Can I get eight or something like that? That's what I'd be looking for. Thank you so much for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast. Remember... New shows three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Please subscribe to the pod. Leave a rating. Oh, leave a rating. Spotify has ratings now. And they actually did this clever little thing, which now, as soon as I saw it, was like, why do not all podcasts do that? Where if you go to try to rate a podcast on Spotify, which you can now do for the first time, you didn't used to be able to have ratings, uh, it goes, listen to the pod first, <laughs> which is funny. Um because I went to leave a rating on another CityCast that I listen to on Apple Podcasts. I, I kind of go back and forth. I usually use Spotify. But so I was like, what? I've listened to this. And uh, the, yeah, they were like, uh, maybe listen to this before you leave a rating. And I was like, well, that's okay. That's hard to argue with. That's fair. <laughs> so um, I basically had to, to lead them on so I could leave a rating. But so please head to Spotify if you listen, if you're listening to this and leave a rating on there. That would be much appreciated. I, I appreciate it so much. Um, and then also if you're listening on Google podcasts, uh, I'm not sure really the logistics of what happened, but I think you have to resubscribe or refollow the pod. So check into that perhaps. Uh, and feel free as always to tweet at me at Danielle Alvari. I'll be back for more fun and games on yes, Friday, Christmas Eve. We'll have a pod up. Will Hill will be on. It'll be so much fun. So come on back for more of the Los Angeles city cast presented by bet rivers. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. 
Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.